Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get busy, shall we? Let's get busy with Origin. It's all over. Dead rubber in Sydney. That's game three. 32-6, the Maroons. Just too good. Matt Russell from Fox Sports joins me now. Uh, Can you respond to my dick line? Is Jerome Luai a dick? Look, there'd be not many Australians today that didn't agree with you, Steve, because that, uh, that social media post, that Instagram post, it's condescending. He had too much adrenaline pumping through his body, not enough sensibility when he tweeted that, because the fans buy the tickets, they buy the merchandise, they, they buy into the game, and when you are beaten to that tune to come out and have this condescending pipe down, get to work tomorrow, uh, you, you peasants, basically, you know, is yeah. insinuating. It, it doesn't come across well. And, and unfortunately, some people will, will align that with the whole New South Wales team, not just Jerome <laughs> Luai. And Jerome has a history whereby he needs to be a good boy, and, and he hasn't been a good boy with that post. So, uh, there's not going to be any arguments from me any way you describe Jerome today. Y- you know, Matt, you know the thing about Jerome Luai, and you watch the NRL comp, right, the Telstra Premiership, ever since they've won number two, his attitudes change. It's almost as if I'll, I'll do what I want. I'm going to be this this social media guy that can say what he wants and, you know, love me or hate me. And I, I just don't think it resonates. I don't think he's the type of individual that can carry it off. He's not a Dennis Rodman if we go back, you know. Rodman did stuff, but people knew that's who he was. Luai's not that sort of guy. I think he's living in a different world right now. Well, when I deal with him week in, week out, he, he is generally a very respectful, polite individual and you think wow i really like him i'll forgive him for those indiscretions in the past when it comes to giving you know out of line bucks speeches and that sort of stuff at weddings and 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 you know Mm. there's been a whole lot of carry on but he doesn't do himself any favors just when you sort of think i'm on board team luai he comes out with something like that i would suggest to jerome uh, that he finds a very trusted advisor and everything he looks to do publicly, he just runs it past that advisor first. Hey, do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> uh, no, I am I am completely with you because sometimes we get carried away by what goes on and we tend to forget that those around them are not doing their job. But here's, here's another take on this one. You know, people are, went off about the fact that they he and also Reese Walsh got sent off for the headbutts, right? And it looks like they're only going to yeah. get fines, which I'm happy with. But maybe, just maybe, we need to see the biff come back and it sorts this stuff out really quickly in origin. And I mean proper biff. Don't need too much, just a bit of biff. Well, I think the fact that they haven't been uh, suspended, they're only going to be fined. I think that's a good move as well. I think if you bring the biff back to any extent, then where do you draw the line? And the game has said, look, in the modern age, in this era where we are craving participation numbers, we're just going to put a blanket ban on any sort of uh, physical violence in terms of punching or elbowing, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I hear where you're coming from, but I think that the current stance is good. We don't want our players to be robots. We, we want them to have a personality. So maybe we're being a little bit um, hypocritical to say, well, we want you to have a personality, just not, not that personality, <laughs> uh, Jerome. But again, I go back to my point. 
We do want them to have a say. We want them to be colourful. We want them to be personalities. But just every now and then, go to a trusted advisor and say, is this a good idea? Well, what about you? What about you? Where do you, where do you stand? I know you work for a large organisation that's got to toe the line. But personally, what about you? Yes. Would, would you like to see? I'm only talking the Origin Arena because Origin is a special time of the year. And it, and it, it was, let's be blunt, it was born on the buff and also this great rivalry. Yeah. What, would, what do you think? No, I'm going to say no, because I think the game is so good and still so physical. Look at the attrition rates in some of the NRL games, let alone Origin. I, I think it's a tough enough game without having to have hmm. the, the punching. And I think we can still see players get up in each other's faces and, yeah. and, and uh, lose their stuff without having the actions that will be repeated at junior grounds across the weekend if they see their stars doing it. I would love to see a report on how much fighting at junior games has dropped since the league at the top level has banned punching. I reckon it would be that there would be a mirror effect. Oh man, you just you just have so much common sense in you, Maddie. Oh, come on, <laughs> it's hey, boring. I know. It's <laughs> no, boring. not at, not at all. But it just makes complete and utter sense. How do you sell game three? Uh, first clean sweep by Queensland since 2010. But the only problem is it's in the Blues' backyard. It's not in Queensland. If they were searching for three nil at Suncorp, it would be a sellout uh, every day of the week. But it's at an 80 seat stadium, a core stadium, Sydney Olympic Park in Sydney, it's going to be a hard sell, Stephen, especially if Jerome Luai is leading the marketing campaign, you know, like, how do we get that stadium, you know, even three quarters full? Now, Sydney, we can be a bit fickle, you know, the Blues have been beaten, why should I go out on a cold winter's night to watch a rugby league team probably get beaten again? That will be the sentiment of many, many Sydney siders. So, mate, it's a good question. How do you sell Origin 3, maybe something has to happen in the lead-up. Maybe there has to be some contrived controversy. <laughs> or maybe you paint Reese Walsh as a villain because he was certainly uh, not afraid to show his feelings after being sent off for reminding all those Queensland fans that w- they'd won the series. But I have to say, when you look at his performance, uh, inspired, I thought. What an era Queensland seems set for because this team is young, they're tough and physical, they're skillful. They're extremely well coached. Billy Slater could write his own ticket at the moment in terms of rugby league coaching. So they look set for another golden era. Let's hope it's not eight years in a row again from a New South Wales perspective. But, Stephen, uh, one stat that stood out to me across both games, significantly so, New South Wales dominated possession and territory, massively territory. Yet, look at the scoreboard. You would have thought it was the other way around. Now, that tells me this team is defending for its life Queensland. They've got a bit about them when it comes to um, sort of conquering the numbers that are in favour of New South Wales. And just to put a a finer point on that, James Tedesco kept to one tackle bust last night. One tackle bust for a bloke who's regularly up around 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, Yeah, that's a massive defensive display. And the fact that the first Man of the Match award went to Reuben Cotter Last night it was Lindsay Collins. So a couple of Queensland forwards, that should really irk New South Wales, that the Man of the Match awards have gone to two Queensland forwards and our pack couldn't stop them doing that. Uh, oh, our pack. Okay, give it away straight away. Nice work. I was going to ask you about the whole New South, who you were. So our pack, that's that's good. I wa- New South Wales in both games and lost <laughs> miserably. Mate, I was going to talk about Lindsay Collins because he's one of these players that's uh, – he's very – he's – 
you could say, forget Origin, think in the narrow. He's one of these underrated guys, just do, doesn't get on the radar. Yet I thought his performance last night was one of the best I've seen in a long, long time by a Queensland forward because he almost looks unbreakable. I agree with you. That That's a good description, unbreakable. He's got that big zipper across his forehead from being cut <laughs> early this season that just keeps opening. And that's perhaps the only part of him that looks breakable, that eyebrow cut, because, yeah, what a weapon to have up front. He's been very good for the Roosters for a while now. And he's taken that to the Maroon jersey. And, yeah, I was with you last night. As a New South Wales fan, it wasn't enjoyable to watch, but I admired watching the performance of Lindsay Collins. i got to say, there are so many good things you could talk about the Queensland team. I think one of the – and it's not now – it's not a redemptive story anymore, but the performance of Daly Cherry Evans as their leader, I think that has to be one of the nicest stories in origin in the last four or five years. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, there was a period there for listeners who don't know, his file was unofficially stamped never to play for Queensland again. That was the rumour. That was the story getting around sporting circles in Australia because he had rubbed up some senior Queenslanders the wrong way. But Daly took whatever advice he needed to take on board, uh, subtly changed his ways found his way back into the team, admired by his teammates, then captaining Queensland, and proudly so. And last night, that effort to run down Stephen Crichton after the intercept was taken, crucial part of the game, I might add. And last night, Billy Slater in the media conference said that had a whole lot of Queenslander about it, referring to that (sighs) mythical spirit. And Daly Cherry Evans uh, hairing his way across the field to run down the faster Stephen Crichton. Big play from a bloke who, you're right, Stephen, has made a wonderful comeback to the origin um, uh, legacy you know, or, or mythical stardom. You, you know, Matt, you, you brought up something that a lot of people always talk about, and I think we need to get this done and dusted. The Queenslanders always talk, and you, you use the word mythical, but the Queenslanders always say they are fighting for the jersey more so than the New South Welshman. And I looked at that performance last night by New South Wales. It just didn't feel right. And what showed me about the maroon spirit was when Collins uh, forced a knock on late in the game on Luai and every damn team member came up and patted him and you know gave him the head, nudged the whole nine yards. And I thought, I'm not seeing that from the Blues. Well, and here's a great story. I'll take it inside my family, right? Yep. My two boys, 20 and 16, they've grown up watching Origin. They're not huge rugby league fans, but they're huge Origin fans, which I think is probably typical of many sports consumers in Australia. And they've, over their 20 and 16 years, basically seen Queensland dominance. Last night at full time, the eldest one said to me, Dad, it looks like Queensland enjoy playing Origin more than New South Wales. Uh. And I thought to myself, wow, that's from you know someone largely uninitiated who doesn't know what's going on about the scene, what, what's being said. Dad, it looks like Queensland enjoy playing Origin more than New mm-hmm. South Wales. So why wouldn't we say that this um, mythical uh, element that exists in Queensland uh, is actually there that it's that it's not it's not mythical. It actually exists. Players seem to, as my son says, enjoy playing for Queensland <laughs> more than New that South must, Wales. That must have hurt last night. You must have tossed. You must have tossed and turned a little bit in bed last no, night. No, I went and got the wooden spoon and belted him. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, we talked about no violence, mate. Settle down, you. Hey, is Fiddler done? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't have great links with the New South Wales Rugby League. 
board. I don't have great intel there, but you read enough media to say that the end is probable. And uh, he had a, a, an element in his contract that would trigger a renewal had they won this series. Obviously, they've lost after last night. So he's been there since 2018, Brad Fittler. He won his first two series, but he's now dropped, what, three of the last four, four of the last five. Mm. The, the, the run isn't good for Freddie when he comes up to contract renewal. And I will say that Billy Slater said last night, you know, be careful. Uh, Freddie gets, this is from the opposition coach, uh, Brad Fittler gets origin. He knows origin. But, you know, remember this, remember that. So, and, and, and don't for a moment think that's sort of some sort of counterintuitive effort by Billy. It's, he's not in his makeup. He, he I think, uh, respects Brad Fittler and deep down would probably like to keep challenging himself against Brad Fittler, well, but I don't think it'll happen. I think the Billy Slater story is another interesting one because uh, you have spoken about this before as well. Are we seeing the start of a, a coaching career that might only be defined by origin and not the NRL because he doesn't want to, but because of the way he is built, that challenge might eventually come? I love what I've seen from Billy Slater, and that's speaking as a New South Wales fan. Uh, you know, Brad Fittler won his first two series, so let's not get too carried away because we've seen what's happened to, to Freddie since then. Now, but now Billy Slater has joined Kevin Walters, Mal Meninga, Arthur Beetson as the only Queensland coaches to win their first two series. But park that to one side, there's other immeasurable elements of his performance that have really impressed. It's the way he handles the media, what he says to his players, the way he's picked and coached his team. And you're right, I think he could write his own ticket on the NRL front. Obviously, St. George Illawarra went to him and, and he very quickly said, no, look, I'm, I'm not really interested in that job. Uh, Melbourne uh, was considered to be a port of call for Billy, perhaps, but uh, it seems like Jason Riles might be the man yeah. there now. And I think that Billy is actually so busy with origin with his media commitments and his other interests, including, you know, horse stud interests, horse breeding uh, fascination, that I, I don't know whether he's going to throw himself uh, very quickly into, you know, the 24-7 uh, existence of an NRL coach. Yeah, why would you want those any more grey hairs faster than they need They need to come? Let's. You mentioned St George Illawarra. Warriors play them tomorrow, and Ben Hunt has said he will play. He spoke to Ryan Carr, said, yep, I'm coming, but he's also made it quite clear, I want out, and I want to go to Queensland. Now, three options. Uh, I, 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 for me, Broncos out. Dolphins, well, I don't know. Katoa's playing okay. So you go to the Titans, apparently, according to foxsports.com.au, offering them 900 a year. But the question you have to ask is, do you want to win a premiership? And are you going to get one of the Titans if you go there? Well, you know, that's a, that's a question that's being asked. And right now you look at the ladder, you look at some of the recent performances, and you go... Yeah, that's not going to happen. But then again, if you inject an experienced, talented, competitive halfback into Fasul Mala Awi and Fafita, and I would go on and on and name all these exciting individuals, maybe he's the one addition that brings that team together. Let's remember they played finals a couple of years ago and, and almost beat the Roosters. So, so over the next two to three years, could the Titans with Ben Hunt on board become a premiership force? I'm willing to say maybe they could. Maybe they could, Stephen. Do St. George release him? Does he pay his own way out? Uh, I don't think he pays his own way out, but I think that 
Well, imagine if you're in a marriage and, and one partner was saying, oh, I don't want to be here. Do you continue to drag him or her to different shows and the theatres and restaurants and family get-togethers? No, you have to have an amicable split. That's what will happen here as well, I'm convinced. Unless there's some miracle when they sit down, management and Ben, uh, I think Ben will say, look, I've been here for this long. Here's a long, long list of basically... Um, just bored atrocities, really. Yeah, that's, they that's, are. That's not that's not being sensational. Uh, you, you know, I could line up ten elements now where St George Illawarra have just dropped their shopping bag all over the floor. And, and Ben, I think, has had enough of that. Sees this as an opportunity. Also, he's taken the opportunity to try and get out. Now, I'm intrigued to know tomorrow night against the Warriors. I'm at this game for Fox Sports. Uh, ben Hunt is their captain. He's their back-to-back Dragons medalist as player of the year. He's their best player. He's their senior player. Does the Red V fans who will be there tomorrow night, do they boo their captain? Do they boo wow. their reigning player of the year? Because a lot of people are upset that Ben isn't going to put his head down, backside up, and apply himself to the length of the contract that he only extended last year. So it's a quick change of mind. There is a lot of resentment. There's a lot of upset about Ben wanting out of this famous club but there's also some sympathy uh, that hang on he's weathered a fair bit and if you want to point the finger of blame point it at the management of the club which just has been horrible horrible in recent years ah, fair call I'm, I know you're going to enjoy it too so uh, and and you're calling the women's origin match correct yes New South Wales by 50 tonight I believe um, against Queensland <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness it's the first time that this women's series is, is a series a two game series which might sound strange what happens if uh, New South Wales went tonight after Queensland took the first game 18-10. Well, it's done on points aggregate. So basically, <laughs> if New South Wales win tonight by nine, they'll retain the origin. Oh, shield. you are kidding me! Come on. Yeah, that's mate, that's how it's working. And if it's seven or less, then Queensland oh. uh, retain the shield. Maddie, it's, it's got to be best of three, doesn't it? Come on, because the women, I'm call, I'm calling some local women's footy here in Auckland, right? And I got to yeah. say, the standard. And, and a lot of these young women are going across the NRLW. The standard yes. of women's rugby league right now is on point. Absolutely, mate. And, and I went to an under-19s uh, game early this season, a Tasha Gale Cup game. That's right, yeah. Might, might have been under seven. And, and that game at that age level was, I reckon, better than NRLW when it started in 2018. So in, in five short years, we've seen such a an explosion in ability and skill. As a spectacle, it's a great watch. Now, Origin 1 was a bit dodgy because they hadn't played for about a month, the girls. And it was a bit like throwing men into a State of Origin game pre-season. You know, you wouldn't <laughs> get the same standard. So the, the the timing of the Women's Origin series and playing it over two games, there's a few problems to solve. Yeah. But at least they're on the big stage. And, and you make a really good point. As a general rule, they play fantastic footy. They love it. I, I love it, mate. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Go well with the Warriors match and good luck for the call on New South Wales attempting to score 50 points in the women's origin. Yeah. <laughs> now, good luck to the Warriors uh, tomorrow night. And uh, oh, those days watching the mighty Warriors at Mount Smart. They were, they were good times indeed, Stephen. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure chatting to you again. They will return, mate. Don't worry about that. Thanks, Matt. Good on you, mate. Bye. There you go, Matty Russell from Foxport. 12.24 in the afternoon.